All right, so welcome to my numbing boredom, episode 19. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be talking about how our school district is trying to get people back like in person, in class learning. And we're going to be reviewing some cognitive biases and our, perspe our perspectives of them, basically. You said it. That's that what we're doing. Hi, my name no, is what are Okay, so yeah, we don't have names. Oh, you know we <laughs> yeah. we have to do we have to do what Dr. Seuss does. You know, thing one, thing two, thing three. <laughs> we gotta do that. that. Was a lot about that. Oh my god, <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta put that on a t-shirt. But so is redfish. Uh, Kenny Wait, is two fish. I'm one, two, three, and four fish. That's not what the. <laughs> the book okay, well. Whatever. I'm Kenny. I'm joined by. He is not joined by Basil. Two fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's redfish, bluefish. Sorry, this is Mahar. I've said my name already, but. No, it's redfish, redfish, bluefish, greenfish, orange fish. Dude, right? Oh my god. Have you read this book? I have. It's, there's like five fishes, right? One fish. All right, so we've already completely derailed the episode. You learned something new about me back when I thought homework was devil and it was linked together. <laughs> I always knew you were the devil. That wasn't something. New. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I'm his brother, so. Guys, we still didn't even know that I seen he didn't even it's been three years um that i've known this man all right if you can sing sing right now so everyone can hear it let's bet it actually show me proof so i can like i'll admit my fault no 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 we will now <laughs> proceed with some of mall some beautiful singing uh. <laughs> Okay, no, we're not actually going to listen to that whole thing again. Yeah. All right, well, that video was this woman trying to sing. Um, 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 can anyone explain? Are we cutting this? We better cut this. I don't want to. This is too good. What was the woman singing, Kenny? The national anthem. <laughs> and what was wrong with it? <laughs> uh, I think she kept... Okay, I don't know what the key was. It sounded like C-sharp major at the start. And so then every time she went higher and higher, she would like just randomly go into G major and then back down to C sharp major. <laughs> so many times, whenever the heck it didn't fit. And so it sounded terrible. And do mind, she's a professional singer, right? <laughs> I don't know, she must be. It was at the CPAC thing, the conservative <laughs> convention. It was switching. <laughs> Oh, do a higher note to just get a complete wrong key. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, to me okay. and to my ears, that didn't sound bad, but these two music nerds are like kind of, you know, cringing over it right now. So. He's tone deaf because he thought nothing was wrong with it. Do that in a Russian accent. Who, who has the best Russian accent? I can so barely do it. There was this one time in like eighth grade where um, one of our friends who's Ukrainian, 
Um, I used to practice my Russian accent with him every day. I think it was incredibly offensive, but he never found offensive. Um, it was really. <laughs> when did you say? No, yeah. I was just I would just I would just uh, use a Russian accent, which I mean, technically shouldn't. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know where. Don't... It... Yeah. Right. All right, let's get we... back to school. What happened? I don't know. I think I cut off Kenny really hard. Kenny, what'd you say? Oh, I was like, why do we need a Russian accent? Oh, I don't know. I thought it'd be funny in a Russian accent. Kenny, everything's better with a Russian accent. Okay, that's good. It's vodka. You you need to have that with every single Russian movie. There was this joke with some stand-up. Uh, the, like, if you're ever feeling scared... Okay, Kenny's getting cut out. But if you're ever feeling scared when you like go outside to go to the bathroom or not go outside to go to the bathroom, when you go to the bathroom to get go to the bathroom, just speak loudly to yourself in a Russian accent because nothing will come close to you then. Russian accents are the scariest thing ever. So Yeah. Yeah. Then why were you practicing it? Were you trying to like, you know, become Yeah. I was I was scared of the dark and I was like, if the dark hears me as a Russian, they won't be scared of me. <laughs> Wait a second. It will be scared of me. Um, yeah, that's yeah. how that's how dark works. <laughs> yeah, here's the accent, and then it's like, do I want to scare this guy? Nah. No, it's Russian. Nah. All right. This guy's Russian. Then he is. I don't know. What's a stereotype that's always categorized with Russian? Vodka. Dangerous. Yeah, I know vodkas, but quite no. else. I don't Wink. know what else is. Yeah. Everything is scary on planet Earth. Okay. Bears. I mean, I think that's what's assumed. Russian people are actually very nice. All right. All right, let's move on before we get demonetized and canceled. <laughs> to school. So... I don't know if you guys have gone back to school yet, because apparently Kenny's 80% of his friends have gone back, and yet we haven't, which is... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So our county is going back in about a week, and if we both Mulhar and Kenny are wimps and staying back home because they're scared of COVID. No, we're smart. We don't want continue its spread well you know that's just a way of saying you're scared so dude, dude try to argue that being healthy is, is, is scary. <laughs> <laughs> well come on i don't if you guys had a choice of going back to back to school would you take it i mean like i feel like everyone would right? i just did i think that's the oh, but still, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what we did. We just had a choice to go back to school. Yeah, <laughs> and we said no because we're smart. Okay, well, no, no. there's even. It's not that much of a risk, though. We're, we're kind of. I mean, like, there's six people in a class, right? Uh, that being said, I'm only. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just want. I just don't want to wear a mask for like eight hours a day. It's only for three hours. Wait, Kenny, uh, we're getting static again from your side. Oh, what? Uh... Yeah, no, it's better. It's gone. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. 
All right, let's start that sentence again, Mohar. Oh, I was just saying that I, I feel like it'd be really uncomfy. No, me, I'm all okay, So we're only going back to school for three hours, right? Same yep. thing. And our county has this like four day transition period between what we do on Zoom to what we will do in class. And Kenny, when I asked him if he was doing, going back to school or what we called hybrid, he said, yes. And I was like, I, I thought I had someone like, oh my gosh, I won't be alone. But then now, right before the call, he he switches his thing from not going to school anymore. And then I was like, Mahar did some black magic on him and I accuse him. My, pardon my nerd, but uh, if you guys have seen uh, the famous movie Star Wars, uh, there's, 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 <laughs> there's the Sith side, right? We got like Darth, uh, who is it? Darth Vader? Uh, uh, Palpatine. I'm Palpatine. Oh. Uh, Basil is Obi Wan, and Kenny is uh, Kenny is Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pulled him to the dark side. I pulled him to the dark side. <laughs> uh, we need to do a sketch of that. We definitely need to make a skit for that. No, I don't think we have to change that much. I kind of already look like a old, old uh, wrinkled boy. So. We just have to fry you up with your like, you know, get you crisp in your face. What? <laughs> you know just, okay if anything we have to make me less brown i don't i don't think frying me would make palpatine is like sickly white i'm i'm decently brown he's like whitish blue he's like you know grayish blue you're just going full makeup then yes yeah yeah we have to put on those uh Wait, how do, the... how do we get to discussing um, Star Wars cosplay? Oh, because you talked about Ma Kenny being Anakin as you put him to not going to yeah. hybrid. Yeah, we had cookies. So it was like, yep, dark side. And, <laughs> yeah, it was a secret meeting, which I was invited to. So apparently Mohar was plotting against me. The entire time. Yeah, and I don't know anyone anymore. Like, I don't know anyone going back to school now. Because Kenny so decided cool. to switch... Would you and Kenny even have been in the same group? Like, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, we would be. Wouldn't have yeah. that oh, wait, no, it's my last name, isn't it? Because there's cohort A, cohort B. I think he's too far. No, no you, you're C team. and I'm K. We're in the first one. Oh, really? Wait, how far does it go? It goes to A, A to L. I would have been. I would oh, have been barely. Well, you, it's because a lot of Lees and Lins and Liu's and, you know. Oh, yeah. If anyone didn't catch that was Basil being racist, please cancel him right now. <laughs> wait, wait, I that was a justification, not much of a... So you're saying racism is a justification? Racism is not a justification, <laughs> and I don't stand for that. I am trying to explain an event. Through racism. Through choice. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Let's go. <laughs> you are going to cancel me, Mohar, and it's all your fault. Career. Well, I mean, he could cancel you. You believe that Satan gives homework to kids. Okay, I thought that was a very nice story I was telling you about my childhood, but apparently we can all see now that he's a disturbed, deranged person that should not be allowed to be loose in society. I feel like that's more like if Kenny was loose in society. I feel like I would be even more dangerous than me. Yeah. 
bad, bad. We just have a lot of flying giraffes and stuff like that that you see in like children's movies. And a lot of that, yeah. A lot of golf voices. <laughs> so, okay. I do have to admit that Kinesari going back to school, he's already doing swim. So, yeah. And I decided that's enough exposure and I don't need to go back and get exposed even more. Yeah. Do you th- and we are also having that maybe it might get pushed back another week because we're not oh, in the yeah, red tier. In the red tier for five days. Wait, were we in the red tier today? Or like no, we're still in the purple. That's why so they changed it so it doesn't have to be five days, it has to be one. Oh yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, they said they- that. They got so fed up, they like really want us back in school, so they changed the legislature. What? Legislature. Yeah. So that it's instead of five days in the red zone, you only have to be one. So now we can stay in red, uh, purple until next Wednesday, I think. No, next Monday, I would say. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You see, this doesn't feel very safe, which is why I'm staying online. <coughs> is that the only reason? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I keep I feel I keep trying to go back to the Star Wars metaphor, but I feel like I've already lost all of that cool suave factor I had. Uh, <laughs> you had a cool suave factor. Yeah, when like the podcast, they were like, "Oh yeah, Mahar, that cool suave one." Yeah, definitely. There were people who said that. The one who's uh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What are your guys' uh, opinions on uh, the pros and cons of going back? Well, Kenny kind of slapped me in the face with that, but okay. Um, I mean, like, I think okay. the pros, here, here, like, hear me up, hear me up. can you say the pros, but still say the cons? Well, so that's why it's what that's it's not polar, why? that's why. What so it's not, well, so it's I not feel polar. like. A lot of the people are like saying, oh, the pros are, we'll be social, whatever. But then there's not enough people going back and there's not enough, like, like there's all these restrictions and rules and stuff that I don't think you're actually going to be that social. That's fair. I'd rather just get out of the house. Like, even if I'm not being social, be like seeing other faces again and like, you know, actually moving through the school. Because I also yeah, feel like you get to meet your teachers too. True. There's and I also feel like you develop better connections also. There's an argument for like returning to normalcy. And also like if you can create those those relationships with your teachers, it's good because you kind of need them for, you know, college. Yeah. So still has arguments. I mean, there's the pro, there's a lot of pros to going back. Um, yeah. Like lots of people can't handle um, online learning. I've just kind of gotten accustomed to it, but like a lot of people can't, and uh, Wi-Fi is a problem. Um, online testing and cheating is a problem. So, yeah. the only thing I'll say is though my my like some of the biggest cons I think are gonna be it's gonna be uncomfy vibes the entire day, and also like I I see a problem with like some people still being on Zoom while some people are in real life, right? Because that each teacher is attacking it differently but uh i feel like it might be a little hard to to get um both both uh, both types of people actively involved 
Yeah, right? I do see that. Yeah. Have to be I also feel like they should. I can't, I'm kind of against half and half because I also feel like that puts a strain on the teachers too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I'm taking an opportunity to go back. I do want to see because there's a different atmosphere in being in a classroom than being in front of your own desk. And also, yeah, definitely. I also feel like I fall asleep way too quickly during Zoom. Yeah. No, there's definitely an argument for learning because I, I don't know. Learning over Zoom is impossible. None of my like hard classes are, uh, all of my hard classes are having problems with that. So I think if we were to go back, then learning would be less of an issue. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I feel like I'm learning fine. Um, I I've been. Hard I, I just kind of got used to it, so like now I can learn okay, but I think I still at a disadvantage, you know. Yeah, it's definitely weirder, and it takes a little more effort, but yeah. See, going back is sounds better so much more. You guys should come. No. (laughs) Honestly. Okay, the only thing that people that's keeping people at home is because of COVID, and they just don't want to catch it. That's fair. I mean, my um, my biggest thing. I mean, if it gets like even somewhat better, and 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 you can prove to me that they're enforcing the mask rule and people are genuinely staying apart, I'll go back. I don't care. Yeah, Mahar, Mahar, six feet apart, six feet apart. Better not come in touch. It's kind of like, okay, when swim started, they were like, okay, we have all these rules. You'll stay six feet apart on the pool deck. You'll wear masks at all times on the pool deck. You guys will start one person on the end of the lane, one person in the middle, and one person at the, like, regular place. And then we got there, and nobody followed any other rules except for we generally wear masks on the pool deck like it just nobody cared anymore it's like eh. yeah so that's so, a problem with trying to keep up i think if they can though like a lot of schools have been doing it decently successfully but like the videos you see of people like just their entire mask off <laughs> well like, also i think amador is just the, well i guess it could work amador is just a really big school <laughs> yeah so Someone kept making the argument, and I don't know why I say argument so much. There's someone like saying, like in one of our chat, I think like Access or something. We were talking about it. One person kept saying they don't trust teenagers to put keep their masks on. I feel like that was kind of stupid. I think, <laughs> I think, I think teenagers probably understand the most out of most age groups to uh, to keep their masks on. But yeah. that being said, we still. I mean, it's still like you can't speak for everyone. There's still lots of people who uh, who will not. I mean, if keeping the mask on is the only thing that's keeping people from not coming, I feel like that's not, you know. I guess, but the problem is people, I mean, especially for me, my biggest thing is my grandma's here. So she hasn't gotten her second vaccine. So, uh, so like, it's not the risk to us. I mean, COVID, if it, if it affects one of you, the most likely thing that's going to happen is you're just going to have problems with um breathing but it's it's the effect on other people in your life younger people or older people so compromised people i did not think of that that's a pretty good point Mahar. well i mean um, your parents are like what 40 
Yeah, but I do. I have a younger sister, so. How young? Uh, six. She's not that young, actually, but. I don't know. I don't know what it's defined as. I thought, so I was under the impression that it was like five, like not five, four and younger. Um, who were like really at risk, but then I saw videos that were saying like infants don't. So I'm like so confused. I, problem with misinformation. Um, I also feel like COVID also. Well, the thing is, COVID mainly makes you receptive to other sort of problems. It just weakens you, your immune system. So, as kids, like we won't be affected that much because our immune system was already pretty strong and already developing. So, I mean, you never know. Actually, even if uh, you don't even know if the virus has gone through your family, also, you wouldn't. If you you won't even notice. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not like. Um, I'm just kind of accustomed to staying at home. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I feel like there's what two more months in the school year, and most of it's going to be testing for us. I don't know if I want. Want to do a drastic change in the middle of that, you know? But yeah. You want that fresh air, right? You want that new. I feel like a change in scenery also is like a way to boost your mental capacity, also. Yeah, that's right. But like, I don't want to go through like three quarters of a year doing online tests and getting used to this system and then throwing myself in the most important test back into like in person. Yeah. Because you have to, you have to have adapt to yourself. I mean, there's a difference though, right? Like I took, I've been taking the SAT online for practicing for my, my SAT is in two weeks, right? So I've been practicing like every week I take two. Um, so like online, it's, it's completely different than taking it on paper. On paper, you can like circle things, you can come back to them. You're streamlined, right? Online testing is like much harder. And I've seen the same thing with online testing in school. If we go back, luckily, I mean, hopefully, online paper testing be easier but there's certain things where like you're allowed notes when it's online because they can't regulate right like you're gonna it's gonna it's just readapting it's wait when are you taking your sat i have one march 13th one april 14th oh where is it where are you taking march 13th i don't know it's like 30 minutes away it's like i read morocco the first time and i was like that's not 30 minutes away (laughs) (laughs) oh okay uh, I'm also taking on the 13th. No, so. Hi, but I went all the way to Nevada. You're going to Nevada to take it? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Um, it was like, okay, Nevada's definitely not going to close. So. <laughs> so you went to a place where you will take it? Yeah. Where it's Hello. definitely. Hello Peoples has been closed already. So like. I think it was a good idea. Like, I had already had, like, six, one, six, like, different SAT ones canceled. So I was like, okay, screw that. We're going somewhere where it's guaranteed. That one I signed up for was my fifth one. (laughs) Well, the thing about me is that I was doing the SAT and the ACT both simultaneously. So Mm -hmm. I, mine has been 10 or 11 test centers. Damn. So, yeah, it's not been good at all. Okay, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, cognitive biases. See you guys there. Cognitive biases. We all have them.
And you should get them too for ten ninety nine because it's free when you're born. Please intro with that. Please intro with that. Ten ninety nine. Get cognitive bias anywhere you can <laughs> get your podcast. Yeah. So today we're gonna talk about cognitive biases. Also, we're gonna talk about the spotlight effect because we recorded that and then the computer decided to crash on us. So we're gonna do that again. Um, but essentially what cognitive biases are are ways of looking at something that affects your perspective it's just something that biases your cognition wow (laughs) wow a a cognitive bias is something that biases your cognition every minute in africa 60 seconds passes that's very insightful that should earn you like those sophistication points in ap exams <laughs> to be fair that is how you write a <laughs> that is true oh instead of saying one minute you write 60 seconds that's more insightful <laughs> all right so the first one is the spotlight effect we're going to talk about this and somehow i've found the word fart that's not part of it. <laughs> the definition of the spotlight effect is a term used by social uh psychologists to refer um, to the tendency we have to overestimate how much other people notice about us. So we tend to think that there's a spotlight on us, highlighting all our mistakes or flaws for the world to see. Cool. So, Instead, um, nobody cares about us. Okay, that's, that's a dark. Keep the emo hours for after the People project. care for half a second and then they forget. Yeah. All right, example. Imagine you just found a great pair of pants at the thrift store. They fit perfectly and look amazing. When you wear them to a friend's party the next day, though, it becomes obvious why someone gave them up. The zipper creeps down. Oh, no. Um, As the party winds down, you realize with dismay that your fly is open again. Unable to remember the last time you checked, you resign yourself to the fact that everyone you talked to saw your pants open. Uh, I mean, having your fly fly down is pretty embarrassing, though. Oh, that reminds me of a funny story. Even though it's completely unrelated, but I had like a the conductor for um, all basically all northern all NorCal orchestra in 2019. He was just like to loosen us up before the concert. He was just like, "Well, if there's one lesson I ever learned from my like mentor, it's don't ever go up on stage with your fly down." I mean, we're just like okay. Because right. apparently his mentor had done that before. Actually? Yeah, and it was, like, bad. Don't you have a spotlight on you, too? Yeah, because he's the conductor. Oh, spotlight effect. You're Literally. Spotlight wow. on you. No, okay. But <laughs> the spotlight effect is just that you, you assume that everyone um, saw you with your pants open. Right? So, yeah. uh, what would you do, so- though? Would you, like, leave the party? Do you notice that? Or... I mean, there's literally nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you can't like yeah. you can't like call them back in the room and be like, "Hey guys, my pants was was closed the entire time." I promise you. Yeah, get everyone in one room. Not yeah. Anyway, okay. So research. There was this one set of studies from 2000 where the researchers found evidence to suggest that people regularly overestimate how much attention other people pay to their act. So there was one group of study participants. I still wear like something that's cringy, a Barry Manila TV shirt. Um, and they predicted about half the people who saw them noticed the shirt. 
In reality, only a quarter of the people who saw them noticed. And then a second group was taken and they were made to wear uh, t-shirts that featured Bob, Mar Bob Marley, <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King or Jerry Seinfeld. Um, they were less cringe. Um, and again, they greatly overestimated how many, how many people would notice what they wore. Um, so uh, they also did this in group discussion and they found that people who shared their thoughts believed others in the groups paid more attention to their comments than they actually did, regardless of whether those comments were positive, potentially offensive or inaccurate. So what I'm trying to say is when you guys have to do Socratic seminars, don't stress, no one cares. That's what I was thinking about, wow. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about speeches because like in English, you always have to give speeches. And I remember every time someone else went up, I would be just not pay attention. And I'd just be like, eh, whatever. They're saying something about this and something about that and whatever. So then when I go up, I have to like think to myself like, oh, they're just like me. They ain't gonna pay no attention. But you still think like, oh my God, they're gonna overanalyze everything you say, and when that's like just completely not true. Also, like half of the time, they're more stressed about their own thing, right? Which kind of just feeds into the the uh, egocentric. Oh yeah, that's true. Humans are very. It was a little different though, because my and for my English class, it was like every week was two people, so that in, oh yeah, every week like most of the class didn't have to worry about their speech. So they're just, I don't know, watching YouTube secretly. <laughs> All right, so uh, in, in effect, another one, I've kind of done this. You, you like talking to a big group of people, right? Have you guys done this? Have you guys conversed with other humans? Yes. Oh, really? Okay, I thought it was a rare- Yeah, it's the first time. Uh, hi, my name's Basil, what's your guys' name? <laughs> It was very weird. Uh, I came here on Earth to investigate these human beings, and they don't seem to like talking very much, but there was this just big group standing randomly doing nothing. Doing absolutely nothing. That was accurate. Anyway, um, so if you say something really stupid, which I don't know if you guys are like me, but that often happens, uh, you might like the spotlight effect would be that you think that everyone is noticed and everyone thinks you're stupid, right? But a more like accurate representation would be like some people notice it most people don't give it any thought i mean the like, people who know you will notice it more and people like if you're just talking that's fair maybe some motive motive behind remembering it if someone yeah, so does something stupid like friends with them then you might you might remember it so that you could specifically make fun of them like but still does the bully yeah i have like this whole album of mars pictures just to, like yeah. No, uh, in case, in case. Mahar's pictures. Uh, mm. I have the picture of him where he almost, he's almost like bald. And like... Yeah, that's definitely where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would just say spotlight effect. Don't worry about strangers. I feel like if the people who would only notice are the people who know you. Yeah. And, and if the, they know you, that means you trust them. So I wouldn't worry either way yeah so this kind of comes to play with like high school right where like people are always really 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 um scared by how other people perceive them but then you kind of realize that people literally don't perceive you like half the thing <laughs> they don't perceive they can't even see you you've seen john cena it's like you're john cena um they see right through you that's what you're yeah, trying to say right through you 
No, what, right that's three. not what I meant to say. But still, <laughs> <laughs> guys, no. What I'm trying to say is like, you spend 20 hours on an outfit, right? They can't perceive you because you're invisible. You're yeah, okay. The outfit was an invisibility cloak. No one can see you. It's from Harry Potter. Come on, have you not seen those things? I don't feel I don't feel as much of a nerd anymore because Basil referenced uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You referenced Star Wars and then put us in acting positions, and I, I just mentioned that did not happen. What we do know for a fact, though, is Basil talked about uh, Harry Potter. Okay, unconventional. Harry Potter or Star Wars? What? Harry Potter or or uh, Star Wars? Why did you say unconventional? Uh, it's like not part of the topic. Oh, right got now. you, got you, got you. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, 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 As a kid, I used to like really like Harry Potter. Uh, at one point, I remember reading like, okay, so I used to read the books like constantly. So at one point I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool. And I read each book 57 times. Yeah, I, I think really we've all done that. No, I'm not joking. 57 times I counted each book. Like, I, I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating. I literally counted. It was the most important thing in my entire life. <laughs> oh, my and God. And outside playing, ah, I'm going to kill you with my shorts. No, no, no. no. You, make, you made the assumption that I would go outside. Oh, okay. I remember when I was young, I would, like, read Harry Potter up until the fifth book. Then I was like, oh, my God. Why is Order of the Phoenix so dang long? So I stopped halfway and then a few years later, I was like, like, by then I'm like, okay, I can read these long books like a lot faster. So then I actually read through the whole series finally. And I was like, yay. And then yeah. I never read it. I think that's kind of the thing that made me so weird. I had Order of the Phoenix was my favorite book. Really? Oh my God. Well, for what reason? How? Can I just ask? What Order of the Phoenix is a really good book. I mean, how is Half Blood Prince not your favorite? Half Blood Prince was my least favorite book. Seriously? I genuinely, huh? it was so, it was so embarrassing to me. That one scene with like Draco. Can we not talk about Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> we are criticizing your book choice for your favorite. You know, okay. No, how, who's your favorite character? Okay, well, Let's say that. Who's your favorite character? Shoot, that's a hard. Uh, I don't know. Who's I, my favorite I, character? Uh, McGonagall. Lupin. Is that everyone's favorite Lupin? I'm just like, because he's so know, cool. I, no, no one likes Lupin. I thought I was... Really? I thought everyone likes Lupin. I thought everyone's response would either be Snape or Dumbledore. Yeah. I, I did not expect McGonagall. McGonagall's just chill and cool. Yeah. Okay. Or you gotta go with Hagrid. The one who started it. Oh, yeah, Haggard's pretty good. Haggard's, Haggard's chill. Oh, my God, we've got to go back. We have, like, 20 minutes, bro. <laughs> ah. Okay. All right, so now we're going to talk about cognitive biases, right? Uh, the first one, actor-observer bias. It says it's a tenden- tenden- tendency. Tendency. A tendency. To your own actions. Kenny, you got this. <laughs> to external causes while attributing other people's... Behaviors to internal causes. You know, it's weird. For example, you attribute your high cholesterol level to genetics while you consider others to have a high level 
due to poor diet and lack of exercise. Essentially, you look really positive at things that you've done and negative at others. So it's just a Ish. Ish. What? Wait, no, this is not hypocrisy. It's it's not hypocrisy, no. It's it's um it's similar, I guess. Um in a way. Yeah, I like this one because it's kind of funny, I think. It's funny. Uh, it's like a real thing. Funny. Maybe funny wasn't the best word. Yeah. But you see it a lot. Um uh where people like rationalize things they're doing in like a positive way, but then someone else does the exact same. Yeah, this is like Julius Caesar. He rationalizes that he had a good choice to kill Caesar, but then like he would be negative towards- Julius Caesar had a good choice to kill Caesar? No, shoot, who was the guy who killed Caesar? Brutus. Um, Brutus. Brutus, Brutus, yeah, him. I don't even know why I know that. Actor observer bias. Yeah, so it's essentially saying if you're the observer in a scenario, you assume the worst, whereas if you're the actual actor, you assume the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah. I mean, I mean that kind of just, yeah, that's that's what, like, people do, and then that's how you, that's how intolerancy happens. Okay, so then there's a self-serving bias, which is the tendency to blame external forces for bad things that happen and give yourself credit when good things happen. But like you win a hand in poker is due to your skill at reading while as if like the other uh oh my god for example when you win a poker hand it's due to your skill at reading uh the other players and knowing the odds while when you lose it's due to getting but uh poor hand it's like sore loser essentially very mm-hmm. much it's like it's not my fault i lost it's all against me yeah it's, it's like the like- calculator's default like my god, I could throw so much shade right now that I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to who, but I don't want to know. I, know. I definitely I um, might tell you guys after. All right. Well, it's like it's like if like, the first time I took the SAT and I bombed it, I was like, you know what? It's because the SAT has no application to real life, and it's because the questions are nothing like I've ever seen before. I was kind of true. That was kind of true, but still, like, um, if I if I'd gotten like a perfect fifty, it was. It's sort of like to make yourself good by blaming others in like a negative fashion, you know? Yeah, it's it's like a make yourself good feeling. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Here, I'll pull it up quickly. You guys keep talking. All right, Kenny. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, okay, basically self-serving bias is just you can't let yourself be at fault. So you're just like, okay, anything and everything that isn't my fault, like, it, okay, if something goes wrong, you can blame everything and anything that isn't me. Yeah. Yes. I definitely understood that. No, wait, is it displacement? No, it's not. What's it called? Are you trying to search a defense mechanism? Yeah. Oh, regression? I think this is a defense mechanism. No, it's definitely not. It is. There's, there's one yeah. similar, though. There's, there's one that says if you, like, I remember the example was, that, like, if I fail on a test, it's not my fault. It's the fact that the test was made weirdly. 
Oh, rationalization? Rationalization. I don't know if that was rationalization. Either no, rationalize you rationalize your uh, intellectualization. But intellectualization oh, would be intellectualization, that's what it's called. Yeah, intellectualization would be like questioning the whole school system. Yeah. You don't get into your favorite school, you start suing all the colleges. That'd be nice. No, it's more like the whole system of acceptance is Fault. bad. It's like if you don't get into Yale and you're like, oh, it's because we we rely on a uh, on a on a system in which one dude looks at my application. Uh, if it was a different dude, I would have gotten. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, next one, Basil, you got this. Yeah. Uh, anchoring bias. Uh, the tendency to rely too heavily on the first piece of information to you learn. For example, if you learn the average price of a car is a certain value, you would think any amount below that is a good deal, perhaps not searching for better deals. You can use this bias to set the expectations of others by putting the first information on the table for consideration. Mm -hmm. So that's what car dealerships use very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Or essentially, like, if I the first time I met Kenny, I was like, that's a doo-doo head. So then I, I was like... What? <laughs> Do you do head? I'm not sure if I got this right. Would it be that I would then assume Kenny to always be a doo-doo head, or would it be like I would compare people with Kenny, and if they're worse, then they'd be more of a doo-doo head? No, I think it's just you would think I'm a doo-doo head from then on. <laughs> your your perception of him doesn't change. It doesn't change after that. Okay. Cool. Because you've already assumed the lowest. So. Yeah. 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 So I'm just, you thought he was a doo-doo head? Seriously? That's no, like the first. That was okay, good. <laughs> I definitely didn't start a four-year friendship off of thinking he was a doo-doo head. <laughs> Asian male. It wasn't like, like a... yo, that guy's a doo-doo. I, I, I should actively spend more time with him. <laughs> he looks like a cool doo-doo head. That's what you thought. Yeah, he's a cool doo-doo <laughs> cool <doo -doo> head. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next ones have a lot to do with um, um, like stuff like racism, sexism. They all kind of fall into. Okay, so we have the availability heuristic. If they're mangled, then they can lead to them. So this is a placing greater value on information that comes to your mind quickly, um, or is like similar to the prototype you have. Wait, was that representative? Either way, just heuristic. Uh, heurism? I don't know, man. Well, it's the thing we were talking about, right? The Girl Scout cookies. What? What's the first thing that comes to your mind of like how yeah, they yeah. look like? It's not like a thirty-year-old um, Indian male as one of the Girl <laughs> Scout. It would probably be a girl between the ages of like what eight and ten, or twelve. I don't know. It would be wearing some Girl Scout uniform. That's the sort of thing. Yeah. So essentially that, and then also functional fixedness. There's a tendency to see objects as only working in a particular way. For example, if you don't have a, if you have a hammer, you never consider a, that a big wrench can also be used to drive a nail into a wall. So those two can lead, I mean, not lead to, I guess, but they can be reasons for why someone would be dense or not changing in their opinion and uh, stubborn. And like this ruler, you could use it as a ruler or you could use it to cut someone's head off. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Maybe that's a little dark, but 
so it's a little dark, but it's fine. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, so these ones have wider reaching. Um, oh, functional fig- fixedness can also be like very much to how people perceive problems. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be how you see things. It could also be like, I don't know, in school, they usually try to show you different approaches and try to broaden your what you think and functional fixedness is much like the opposite. You stick to only one approach because maybe you've done something and it's worked before you're going to do it again, but you don't take a chance to see something else or if a different approach might work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need creativity to go against functional we had a example. I think the last time we recorded or some other episode but for like the case of sexism, availability heuristic in something like a field like construction or like uh, or like cultural studies, right? You assume that if you're a prototype or what you're assuming is um, is a male, right? Because you're assuming that's I mean, or uh, there was recently a string of male doctors doing really well, right? And you hear about them and you assume that um all doctors uh, are male so when someone comes to you as a female doctor you're like no nope, that's that's not that's illegal uh, uh no please that's not a doctor illegal. Um, <laughs> yeah and then they get thrown in jail and that's just the whole fiasco so yeah it can have problems um all right <laughs> Okay, that was... What was the conclusion to that? Mahar likes throwing people into jails. Lock them up, what? Yeah. Mahar likes throwing people into jail. Yeah. That was the conclusion. All right, cool. That's, uh, why, okay. that's why me and Ken usually give them handcuffs, like, for, you know, presents, because... Are you sure that's not just your kink? <laughs> I'm going to cut this out, but that's what she said, bro. okay the false consensus effect this is the tendency to overestimate how much other people agree with you so it's like the sugar coating to actually so so i mean (laughs) yeah no this can also i mean you can also affect if i say something and i'm like positive that i'm speaking for a group of people but it turns out no one agrees with that i'm just assuming because you know actually i have a friend that like falls into this effect so much like they'll say just a bunch of statements and be like oh well all my friends believe this even though when i like talk it through with them they're like okay maybe not maybe not maybe not yeah, I've seen people fall victim to it a lot. I feel like it's very much like over-exaggerating who actually agree with you. Yeah. And like, you know, it's that it's that type of, it's the type when guys, when they're trying to say their height to someone, they'd be like, I'm actually five, eight and three quarters, but you can say I'm just five, nine. We can round up to like five, 10. But then if you like, you know, that's basically five, 11. And 511 is basically six feet, so I'm six feet. And six feet is basically 12 feet, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. It's very much an o- over exaggeration of who actually agrees with you. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's not that, that much to say about this one. It's just that this can have wider effects because it can create the loop. Um, like most of the time when I talk with Mohar and Kenny and they like, yeah, they say sure. Like, I think they're saying sure, but in reality, they just hate me. They just want to like, you know. There's also like in our, in our friend group, we might agree with each other and then we might fall into the false consensus because like, like, it's like our friend group agrees. So everyone must agree. But then like everyone's so different. There's bound to be a bunch of people that don't agree. And often you surround yourself with people who have similar ideals. So it's like really easy to fall into like, uh, yeah. But still, we don't hate you. We appreciate you, bro. Can you chime in here? No. That is the worst way you could have said that, but I will. I didn't say anything bad. I, I simply stated my feelings. All right. You defended yourself. You didn't state your case. My case is as, as follows. Okay. He has COVID-19. I have COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> Witness Kenneth Chen. I also attracted COVID-19 because of him. Yeah, that's the yeah. true reason I'm staying. Me and Mulhar are staying and Basil's not because we all have it and me and Mulhar are responsible and Basil wants to end the world. Yes, yes, that is my ultimate plan why'd you tell them kenny it, it was supposed to be now we can't even ruin the world <laughs> yeah the image we're trying to paint on people is that teens are trying to ruin the world that's it that's actually the end goal that's... of this podcast if if one boomer can walk away thinking all teenagers suck that we would have completed you have accomplished our goal yeah yes most definitely ow all right, so, 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 I'm going to skip the halo effect because it's cool, but it's okay. Um, okay. Cultural cognition is the hypothesis, hypothesized, why can't I speak? Tendency to perceive risks and related facts in relation to personal values. That stated objectives of this research are both to understand how values shape political conflict over facts, like whether climate exchange, uh, climate exchange, climate change exists, whether gun control increases crime, whether vaccination of schoolgirls for, never mind, and to promote effective deliberate <laughs> strategies for resolving such conflict, consistent with sound empirical. Data. I think you're saying never mind just made it worse. Yeah, now they're going to be so curious, but we're going <laughs> to keep it. Anyway, uh, did you not realize before you pasted it in what it said? I did not, no, not at all. Anyway, <laughs> and you were so excited to talk about it, so you know. This one is okay, bro. I'm not. Don't don't paint me in this picture. <laughs> All right. Okay, so essentially, with this one, why why we're gonna talk about this one is it's it explains why people can rationalize thinking COVID is a political view, believing in COVID is a political view. Masks are a political view. Masks are a political opinion. Oh, sorry. But yeah, I mean, no, no, no. I said the same thing you said. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I, to me, I always have problems when someone denies science over opinion. But 
it's okay. This one, cultural cognition is, can show, I mean, can link things in your life to reasons why you believe that. Um, okay, we're going to move on quickly because we got like two minutes, but... Just one last thing to say about it. It's basically just mixing science with personal beliefs and disregarding science when it doesn't fit your personal beliefs. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You could totally go on. Um, I just really want to magical thinking. Yeah, just... Do we, magical just, thinking! Sorry, are we going to talk about my story or are we just not going to talk about my story? Yes, that is going to be the example. <laughs> All right. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Oh, so yeah. what magical thinking is basically basically superstitious thinking. It's like the belief in that unrelated events are casually connected despite the absence of any possible casual link between them, particularly as a result of supernatural effect. Santa Claus, basically, or the Tooth Fairy. But in my case, it was homework. So here's my story. Back in like first grade, when I started getting like homework, I I associated uh de the devil's work with the homework. And I thought he was puppeteering teachers into making them do his deeds so that parents don't have to take care of children and we would be obliged to be quiet all the time. <laughs> so, that, that's, that's how little Basil explained himself that homework was bad. So <laughs> Homework is bad. Magical thinking. Homework must be devil's fun. <laughs> and the last one we talked about to say, to make that your political opinion. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you so, very well could. A little bit still was a Satanist. I was against it, but okay. That's we can we can say that. You were yeah. Uh, I, even in even in fifth grade, I had like a essay I wrote about making homework illegal. And so, you know, like how kids write about less homework is better. I started up just wrote homework was illegal. So. <laughs> so please, please grow up. And then when you grow up, can you join, like, can you get to a power uh, position of power? I think Basil is still kind of in that strike against homework. He wasn't doing his lab. Oh, that's true. I, I was asking him what he got for his like PKA for the lab and he was like I haven't done it I'm procrastinating and then I told him we had a quiz the day the lab was due and he was like oh crap I better start doing it then I was running around the whole house because we had a graph and I was like I need to draw lines and do actual science things so and then I realized I didn't have a ruler with me so it was like I was running around way too much. Just saying. It's, this <laughs> is how, and the, the the moral of this story is never take AP Chem. The moral okay. of the story is don't lose your ruler. Okay, well, thanks yeah. for listening to the episode about cognitive biases. Um, uh, and our weird obsessions. Or, yeah, yeah. obsessions. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, see you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. bye.